you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10, and we'll begin reading at verse 35. Again, that's Hebrews chapter 10. We'll begin reading at verse 35, and I'm reading out of the NIV uh, version. It says, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. A few years ago, well, I should say several years ago, uh, I remember it was this uh, dear couple. They were uh, with child and I remember one day I got a call to meet them at the hospital uh, because there were some complications. And when we got to the hospital, you know, uh, I began to pray and intercede because there was things that were going through. And 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 later on, uh, after a few hours later, we got called to the room and they basically uh, told us that, you know, we thank you, you know, for your prayers. But but the child didn't make it. And, you know, and I'll be honest with you, I was disappointed. I was uh, perplexed, if you will. And uh, but a year after that, I learned something new. I learned that the child was born and the child was breathing and they held the child, spent some time with the child. I had no idea. I had no idea that all of this had happened. That was a miracle because what the doctors told them was something totally different. But yet and still, we didn't get the information to after a year. Now, in one sense, yes, it's not none of my business. If you, you, if you will, you know, that's between them. They make their decisions. But that's the point I really want to talk about today. They received the promise. God did a miracle. But afterwards, they allowed the enemy to take that promise away. Now, we're not casting stones against anyone because the truth of the matter is all of us have been in that situation. Maybe not that particular situation, but you believed God. God gave you the promise, the, the promise that you stood in faith for. He gave it to you. But somewhere along the way, after the celebration, after everything, we allowed the enemy to deceive us and take the promise away. The word of God says, for tell us not to cast away our confidence. For it will be rewarded richly. What your confidence, your confidence in what? The word of God. The word of God. I'm reminded in John chapter eight, around verse 31, it talks about the truth. The truth will set you free. But before that section, it says, if you abide in my word, if you continue in my word, then the word of God says you are my disciples. Then you are my disciples. Then it says you will know the truth. And the truth that you know will set you free. But it's interesting. It said, but first you have to abide in the word. You have to abide in or continue in his word. Your confidence is based on his word. Isn't it interesting? The word says the truth will set you free, but it's not based on 
Listen, even you being a disciple. The truth that sets you free is the truth that you believe, the truth that you know. You know that truth from abiding in the word or continuing in the word of God. Your confidence is always based on the word of God, the word of God that he told you, the word of God that or the same word that he showed you or he perhaps he told you that, too. It's always based on that. Now, once again, this is not to cast stones at anyone, because the truth of the matter, all of us have, have, have been a victim of this. You are believing God. You are believing God for things to come to pass. And you know what? God fulfilled the promise. That thing came, that thing manifests itself. Whatever it is that you were believing God for. And we were happy. We were elated. But somewhere down the line, when trouble came, we gave up. Don't cast your confidence away. We gave up. The enemy, he's a master. Let me tell you something. The enemy will, will, will plant thoughts of doubt in your mind because based on the situation or symptoms or, or this or, or lack of this or lack of that, he'll paint that picture in your mind. Oh, it would sound so heroic. Uh, that valiant thought, well, you know, we fought a good fight. You know, we fought valiantly. We were courageous. But at the end of the day, you didn't keep the promise. You know, even the promise of the Messiah, Jesus, the word of God says there was a promise. There was a prophetic word that says that a virgin shall conceive and have a child. And we know that came to pass. That's why we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Christmas. Jesus Christ coming to this earth. That was a promise. But how many of y'all understand that was not, it just didn't stay there. Yes, we celebrated. It was celebrated. They was happy to see Jesus come, but it didn't stop there because there's also something called Easter or better, the resurrection day. There was a resurrection. See, somewhere between the promise being born and that resurrection, the promise being completed, if you will, the enemy is going to try to stop that promise from fulfilling that promise from fulfilling the destiny which God sent it to be sent. So it is with your life. What promise that God came through for you that now that promise can be, if you're not careful, the enemy will convince you that that promise is really a curse. That spouse that you believe God for. Now, you know that God sent that person your way. You are convinced and you are right. But through the years of whatever you had to go through, you're now wondering you're entertaining thoughts of divorce. Let's go back to the word. Did God tell you and show you that was your spouse? You know, not only that, God has shown you what you're supposed to do in ministry. God has shown you what you're supposed to do as a couple. We allow the issues to get in the way. Perhaps the Lord has sent you the child you believe God for. Now that child is a teenager and it's a wayward. He's a or she is a wayward child. 
Are you going to believe what God has shown you about that person? Perhaps it's a business, perhaps it's a ministry, perhaps it's your church. Are you going to believe God's word or are you going to believe the evidence that you see in your face? What are you going to believe? Are you going to cast away your confidence? The word of God says it has great recompense of reward or it will be rewarded greatly. Your confidence in the word of God, your confidence in what God has told you. Now, let me share something with you. Let's jump to the to the chase. The always remember this when the enemy is trying to show you, get you to focus on all of these different issues. Remember, go back to the promise. Oftentimes when God shows you something, he'll show you the end of that thing. And sometimes we will just focus on the promise itself. But no, what was the completion of that thing? Oftentimes, once again, God will show you the end of that promise. Have the promise been fully realized? Have you seen the end of your faith? Has God, have you seen the end of what God has shown you about that? If not, guess what? There's still fight left. You have to stay in the fight. It doesn't matter what you see. You must stay in the fight. The enemy's job is try to convince you that God is a liar. Yeah, he's not going to say it that way, but it, that's the bottom line. He want to convince you that what God said, it won't happen. The word of God says, listen, he will come. He will surely come and won't tarry. The promise will come to pass, but you can't throw your confidence away. Yes, we know the promise has come, but we're talking about the promise being fully realized or you completing the destiny in which God has shown you. You have to see the end. Yes, that very thing that God showed, you have to see it to the end. Now, this, what I just described to you, is vividly illustrated in the life of Abraham. In Genesis chapter 12, God introduces himself to Abraham, if you will. But one of, in the introduction, there is something that was quite interesting. In this introduction, in Genesis chapter 12, it says, God told Abraham, I will make of you a great nation. I will make of you a great nation. In other words, from you, I will make a great nation. That's the promise. A great nation. So in other, for, for God to be able to make a great nation from Abraham, listen, that means he had to have a, a child. And that child has developed to some type of family, have a family, have a clan, the point is this, God knew exactly what he was doing, but Abraham had to focus on the promise. Now, we know years later that that promise was born. Isaac was the promised child. And you know what? what just what God told him, it came to pass. They had a child that was born to them in their old age. And we celebrate. I'm sure they celebrated. Yes. In fact, I believe Isaac, the name means, the name means laughter. Yes, they were happy, but that wasn't the end of the story, was it? No. A few years later, one day, God appeared before, I should say, spoke with Abraham and said, look, 
I want you to sacrifice Isaac, the one whom you love. Take him to Mount Moriah and to a place where I will show you or I will tell you or show you which mountain to sacrifice him on. The word of God says Abraham got up early that morning, took Isaac, took some wood and took two of his servants and they began the journey. Now, I want to stop right here. If you noticed, God gave him an instruction, but also God gave him an instruction that I'm going to tell you, or I'm going to show you exactly where to sacrifice Isaac. The word of God says on the third day of their journey that Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw the place in which God has showed him. He saw the place at that time. He spoke to his two servants that came along with him and said, you stay here. Me and the lad, me and the boy, we're going to worship God and come back. Now, let me stop right here. If you notice. He had confidence. That him and the lad was going to return. He had confidence. Now, he knew what God told him to do, but you know what? That didn't matter. In Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about Abraham. It says that Abraham already received Isaac. He supposed that God was going to raise him up from the dead. He already received Isaac by faith from the dead. Let me tell you something. What's going to propel you forward is your belief that God is going to do a miracle for you. Now, let me share something with you. When you begin to meditate on the promise. Now, wait a minute. He ought to receive Isaac from the dead. That means he knew that he was going to sacrifice Isaac. After all, now, now, why did he have confidence in God that he was going to do that? Because let's go back. The promise, the original promise was he was going to make him a, out of through Isaac a great nation. He knew that that wasn't the end of the story. So it is with you. When whatever God has promised you, you know, he showed you the end of that thing. He showed you what that child was going to do. He showed you about that ministry. He showed you about that business. You have to believe God's promises beyond any symptoms that you may see. You know, you may be. A parent. And you have little small, you have small children. The doctor may have given you a death sentence, basically saying you may have a few months left to live. Can I share something with you? Remember, the word of God says, he that continues in my word, he that abides in my word. Wait a minute, what, what word? In this case, with his stripes, I'm healed. He sent his word and healed them. What are you going to meditate on? Because whatever you meditate on, that will be your reality. Listen, you know, God has shown you your grandchildren. Now, listen, when God showed you those grandchildren, it wasn't just for you to just have knowledge. No, God showed you your grandchildren, although your children are small. So you can have faith and believe that you're going to see those grandchildren in the land of the living with your own eyes. With your own eyes. What promise has he shown you? 
Have you seen the end of that promise yet? If the answer is no, you still have to fight. You still have to continue living. It's not the end. Don't let the enemy convince you that your life is over. Let me share this with you. You have babies there. It is God's will for you to raise those children. Yes, you. That's why he gave them to you. Don't let nothing twist your mind. No, no, no. He who promised is faithful. Don't cast away your confidence for it has great reward. Be patient. God is going to live. In fact, he's already healed you. It's already done. But you have to believe God. In fact, let me say this. Sometimes, you know what? You can say, I'm tired. I'm so tired of fighting. Listen, you may be tired of fighting. You may not have any more resources. You may not have any more, perhaps no more connections. But that's the perfect time for you to believe God. Because even if you're tired, you know what? You still can believe God. You have to believe God. It is your belief in God. If you notice, Abraham was still going to do what God told him to do. But how did he receive Isaac by faith already already raised from the dead? Because he believed what God told him in the past when their first meeting. You have to go back and believe that strongly. Let me say it this way. You have to believe in your resurrection day. You have to believe in that one day you're going to be resurrected. That situation is going to be resurrected. I don't care what it looks like. There's going to be a resurrection. You have to stand in faith just that strong. He who promised is faithful. Do not cast away your confidence. The enemy is after your confidence. He's after your confidence. Oh, yeah. Once again, he'll he'll have that talk. He'll talk to your mind about that. That valiant speech. Oh, we gave it a good fight. No, no. Any talk like that is not from God. Yes, it may sound heroic. It may sound uh, 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 very noble. But at same at the same time, it's still alive from the enemy. What are you going to believe? That's not what God told you. That's not what God told you. What did he tell you? What did he show you? You got to go to the end of your faith. Let's look at this. Abraham is on his way. Abraham was talking faith talk. Remember, he told the servants, listen, me and a lad, me and a boy, we're going to return. We go out to worship God. That's another point. You have to worship God in this. You'll be surprised when you worship God, how much when you get in the presence of God, how much you'll begin to see things from God's perspective. Get in his presence. Know what God's word says. Meditate on the word of God and then worship God because you already know how in the end this thing will be just like God showed you. At the end, it's going to be just what God told you. Now, you may not know how he's going to deliver you. That's really irrelevant. Only thing you need to know is that he will deliver you. Now, once again, Abraham, they're going up the mountain. God already showed him. So, we know, he's listening to the voice of the Lord. We know the act itself is worship God. He said him and the lie, him and the lie, they're going to worship God and they're going to return. So we already know worship is on his mind. 
Well, we know the story when he got there. He's still talking faith. Isaac says, OK, Dad, I see the wood. Uh, where's the lamb? And Abraham says, God himself is going to repair, provide a lamb. God is going to provide a lamb. It wasn't that prophetic in itself. We know years later, God provided Jesus Christ, the lamb for himself, or I should say for us. But he provided the lamb to save us. Now, we know that he's about to strike, sacrifice Isaac. And then the angel tells him, stop, do the child no harm. Listen, we know now that you love God more than Isaac. The word of God says there was a ram caught there in the bush and he sacrificed the ram. And just like he said, him and the lad, they returned back. There's so much we can glean from this. Let me tell you something. He was able to do and walk through that fiery trial or that test, if you will, because he already knew the end. God had already showed him the end. Through Isaac, through his seat, is going to be a great nation. Isaac was the promised child. Once again, what promise did God show you? Yes, the promise is here, but just the promise being here in and of itself is not the end once again. What did he show you? How is that promise supposed to end? You keep fighting till you see the end of that promise. He who promised is faithful. Continue to abide in the word. In fact, let me say it this way. When you meditate on that promise, you're abiding in the word. What do you mean the word? When God shows you or tells you something, that's the word. To get through all the obstacles, all of the distractions from the enemy, you have to meditate on that word. You have to abide in the word. You have to continue in the word. Then the word of God says, then you are my disciple. Then you will know the truth. The truth that you know God has already delivered you will make, will set you free. Abraham saw the end of his faith. Abraham saw the end of his faith. Now, before I close out, I'm going to give you, tell you another story. There's a great man of God. I won't mention his name, but he's told this story on air several times. He said that him and his wife, they had just come home from preaching overseas. And he said they came home in the, came home in the middle of the night. They were tired and they were asleep and they the phone rang and they woke up and they got that call that no parent really wanted to hear. They had two sons. One son called them and said the other son had died. Well, he said that him and his wife, they got up and put their clothes on on the way to the hospital and they drove to the hospital. Now, he said that they, they stayed some some distance away, so it may have taken them an hour or two just to get to the hospital. Well, he said on the way to the hospital, he began to praise God. He began to worship God. He began to praise once again and worship God because and thank God for his son 
But then as he began to worship God and thank God and praise God for the life of his son, then he remembered some of the promises that God told him or some of the prophecies about his son has not been fulfilled. And then as he began to praise and worship and meditate on those promises, then he said, wait a minute, this cannot happen. He got bold. By the time he got to the hospital, listen, his son was already in the cooler. He had a toe tag on. They pulled him out and he spoke to his son in the name of Jesus. Rise up. Do you know his son sat up and walked out of that hospital? What's the point? He refused to believe of the current situation, the symptoms of things that he was currently seeing at that time. He refused death to see, although death was apparent. He didn't stop there. How was he able to get through? He believed the promises. It was the promises in the middle of him praising and worshiping almighty God. God reminded him that his son's work was not done because God reminded him that his work was not done. He was able to stand in his authority and command his son to be raised from the dead. There was a day of resurrection. Will you see your day of resurrection, the resurrection of the promise that God has made you, the promise that God has told you? Yes, you believe God so much that the promise came to pass, but the fight is not over. The fight is not over, not over until you see the end of your faith or you see that promise fulfilled, the end of that promise. Fight the good fight of faith. Do not cast away your confidence for it has great recompense of reward. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.